0: Uh, you got to admit, that's a great choice of song. And if your name is Timbeka Ndlovu from Kwasangay in Pietermaritzburg, hope that made your day. Uh, Timbeka asking for any Gwen Stefani song, and we had that one featuring Akon and The Sweet Escape, dedicating it to her pops. and tomorrow would have been his birthday should he still be alive. So, Timbeka, we wish you um, a beautiful day uh, in memory of your pops as well. 8.32, it's time for word domination. Oh, what a great book. And um, I think everybody should be reading it. It's called At Fire Hour and it is published by Jacana Books. And it's written by none other than Barry Gilder. He's currently based in Damascus. He serves as South Africa's ambassador to Syria and Lebanon. But he's come up with a novel which is fascinating, which is a real conversation about the role of um, art and politics. And I think there's lots that we can raise about that. Barry, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks, Michelle. Good morning to you.
0: What is the time for you this morning?
1: Uh, We're an hour ahead of you. It's just gone 9.30. So
0: you've had your... But
1: it's a a working day here in in Syria.
0: Okay, well, you know, I feel like we should have rather got you on as a guest presenter because there's so much I would like to talk to you about with regards to Syria and being in Damascus and uh, the world that is taking place there. But let's start with the book and maybe next time we get you on for the guest presenter. So... Barry, this is an extraordinary novel about art and politics, and it made me think a lot about the um, writings of Justice L.B. Sachs as well, the the stuff that he wrote um, in the sort of, I think it was the 80s and the 90s. But it also made me think about betrayal and trust and betrayal and how we think about that as well. I wanted Mm -hmm. to know from you... Um, how far the character of Becky might be from you, but also how close his character might be to you.
1: I always get asked that question, Michelle. It's I'm not me. sorry,
0: um, I know. No,
1: it's fine. It's a fair <laughs> question. It's, it's not I thought me. You might, I
0: thought you might be Comrade Nusas as well.
1: Uh, there you are more accurately, yes. <laughs> not not as well, not as well separately. Um, he's not me in in any direct way at all, um, but he passes through the world that I pass through at the time that he passes through, exactly. and there are there are quite a few elements and places in the novel which which. Yeah, which he and I both passed through the conferences that we attended in Amsterdam and Kaparoni and elsewhere, the military training in MK, the military training in the then Soviet Union. But I guess what is more me, if you want to find some of me in the character, is is his conflict between his art and. Mm. And his participation in the struggle because you know i started my political life if you like as a cultural activist and ended up as an intelligence officer and the more of an intelligence officer i became the less of a singer songwriter i became so the issues are close to my heart that are close to his heart
0: you talk about the issues that are close to your heart and his so let's just for our listeners, um... Becky Makatini is this character who um, he is starts out as, uh, they call him, the the Sasso uh, poet laureate. And, of course, then moves through uh, being in exile, spends time in Russia, spends time in Botswana. But what I found interesting when I was reading it was I felt like you were having to position yourself both as a storyteller, but also as the chari- the poet because you you know you create this poetry for becky um who is the 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 lead protagonist and i thought that's an interesting space to be in where a you are the narrat narrator from the outside but b you're also the poet from the inside as well
1: is that a question yeah it is a question Uh, um yeah look if you picked it up towards the end of the book, I hint that it's Becky that wrote the whole book. Uh, he kind of signs off just before the epilogue. Yes. Um. So, yes, he, he in my imagination, he, in retrospect, in 2020, while he's uh, locked away because of COVID, I mean, mm. he's... he's uh, stuck at home because of COVID, he is right he's writing his story um that was kind of in my imagination but yes um i created the poems and the short prose pieces that that he writes um when i when i presented that in, you know you you know that i did this for a, a phd, PhD. and i must yeah, tell you that all I,
0: I wanted to do was read your academic paper afterwards I was like, I would love to read the academic paper of a book, a book that talks to art and politics. And you have to do the academic paper as part of the writing of the book. And I, I would be intrigued to see what you put in that as well.
1: Um, I hope to make it available online. Um, somebody told me that it might already be on the Wits, uh, library uh, electronic library, but I haven't checked Um But sure, I'll make that available. Um, But uh, yes, as I was saying, um, when I was presenting the proposal for the PhD and said that I'm going to get my character to write poetry and stuff, um, I was told it's going to be very difficult. But I went ahead, and I think it works. Other yeah. people that I've spoken to think it works, um, and it's a way of it's another way of telling story. the story, both his in, internal story, but also the the narrative itself.
0: I think I think it's a it's a wonderful way of of telling a story through a different means as well, Barry. I I think for me that was one of the highlights of the book. Actually, was this idea that the character is a poet and. Writing this poetry, but also knowing that you, on the outside, are writing the poetry as well. We do have to go to a break, but when we come back from the break, I want to talk about the fact that you write so many char- real characters, uh, real world characters, into the story as well. And in the book, you—I just have to find it now. You, you, the ca- the character of Becky, who is the poet, but um, then goes on to uh, becoming an MK. He says. Um, <clears throat> When he's in Russia, one of his colleagues, so to speak, says, everything in Tolstoy is real. The places, the events, the history, the wars. And then Becky asks, and the characters? And he then, uh, uh, Vasily then responds, that's interesting. He has real characters and he has unreal characters. And Becky responds, fictional. Um, And so when we come back, I'd love you to just talk about that process because maybe that's why it's such a story Strange book to read because it feels like it's non-fiction. It is non-fiction, but it is also fiction in the very nature of um, the character of Becky as well. So we'll go to a break, and if you could, we'll chat about that afterwards.
1: Michelle Constant on SAFM.
0: We're in Word Domination, and we're talking to Barry Gilder, both an ambassador in in Syria and Lebanon to Syria and Lebanon from South Africa, but also an author, and uh, his book at Fire Hour, published by Jacana is a great read. Um, it's In many ways, it's uh, almost like a thriller as well. And it delivers us the character of Becky Macatini. He's uh, w- described as a Sasso Poet Laureate. He is a poet, and we read his poetry and his intimate poetry as we go through the novel. But aligned to that is a... Very clear conversation around the history of South Africa as well. Barry, I, I read you uh, the bit that you'd written with regards to Tolstoy, the real characters, the real events, uh, the history, of the wars, but also the fictional characters who weave through it so beautifully and so surprisingly. I mean, it, 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 could you tell us a little bit about that process?
1: Look, I wanted to put my characters into the real world. Uh, into our recent history um, and as I said earlier into the sort of trajectory that, that I traveled uh, into exile and so on. Um, but I wanted them to interact with real people that <laughs> uh, belated that world. So in almost all cases the real people are, are they're fictionally, they, they handle fictionally things they say or do, uh, they didn't say or do in real life, but I wanted. It's a, it's a way of memorializing, if you like, the, the people that occupied those spaces at that time. The exceptions are the conferences, for mm. example, where the Amsterdam uh, early in the, the the 76 Amsterdam conference where there's a conversation in the bar with Lewis and corsi and uh, he, he gets uh, Pumla to read an extract from a paper he gave on writing yes. in exile, which is a real paper, for example. Um, but that conversation that took place wasn't real um, because uh, Becky didn't exist. Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, then, of course, uh, at the Havaroni Conference in 82, uh, opening yes. address is taken from his real opening address so there are a few things like that which are real um uh, which are historical but in most cases the uh, the real people are used
0: you know, I, the, you know. I i read mm-hmm. at, at fire hour um, at the same time i'm reading and um, blame me on history um and there's there's a quote where your character says um uh he talks about exile being fundamentally lonely, and I thought that was mm. so profound because it—it's not you're not saying it's lonely. You're saying it's—it's it's right at the root, it's lonely. And as someone who was an exile yourself, your character Becky, but also thinking about blame me on history, which of course was a few generations prior, talk to us about that particular—the fundamentally lonely.
1: Um, I'm trying to remember where that is in the book and who said it.
0: It's, it's Becky um, Macatini who says it, but I can honestly tell you mm. I'm not quite sure what page it is on. <laughs> no,
1: don't, don't worry about the page. <laughs> the Part of the book, and the, as well as the essay that went together with it for the PhD, looks at the issue of exile and, and the writing. Um, if you remember that quote I mentioned a moment ago by Lewis and Corsi mm. at the seventy-six Amsterdam conference, when he he complains basically that being a South African writer in exile, you lose touch with, with the reality of South Africa. And he basically questions whether you can, um, whether you can continue to write a South African story in, from exile. The epigraph is taken from a poem by uh, Arthur Nokia, and uh, the, the whole poem, in fact, much of his writing is also kind of mourning the effect of exile on, on mm. his writing. But what I was interested in terms of the PhD as a whole, including the novel, was those writers in exile, activists, people like Mandla Langa, Mm. Mongani Soroti, Alex Laguna, in particular, who continued to to write great literature from exile and during their activism. So really, the novel and the essay are trying to look at that of of writers who, who who did both, to use the the quote from the Nokia poem, who stormed the castle and defined the happening. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's funny, uh, because when I was reading it, I was thinking about um, The Lost Language of the Soul, uh, the Mandla Langa book, which I just thought, mm-hmm. that, that they make um, perfect bedfellows in many ways to be read, alongside then, of course, um, the bloke Modasani as well. Barry, it, I mean... There's so much I could ask you about this, but what, what strikes me as well is the experience for you of writing. You've written before, you've written a novel before, you've written uh, non-fiction. But as you say, this was written as part of a PhD in which you had to really <laughs> contemplate what it means to write a book, A, and then B, look at kind of an academic side, the role of um, the arts in politics. I mean, you, you speak about Medu, the Medu Center and the Medu um, people in Botswana. It also reminded me of so many, I mean, with you mentioned Tolstoy in the book, but also, I mean, even if you think of Bertolt Brecht and how he would write plays which were so profoundly political. For mm. you, was the experience fabulous writing a book or was the experience fabulous because of both conversations?
1: Look, um if I can use the word enjoy, I enjoyed writing the novel because I, I get into my characters and into mm. the situation, and and I find that much easier than the academic writing. A lot of the reading and research I did fed into both, um, and uh, if when you get a chance to read the essay, you'll you'll see the the overlap. But I did ultimately enjoy. The essay because it forced me to go further into the issues that the novel raises. Yeah. In the, in the essay, I, I kind of look at all those cultural um, art against apartheid conferences that took Ooh. place in Amsterdam, Chabaroni, Vic Falls, etc. Um, but I also look closely at those three writers I mentioned who stormed the castles and yeah. defined the happenings. Uh, Saroti Langa and Laguma and, and look at their life stories and some of their work uh, analytically um, to make the point that I think the novel is making creatively. So ultimately, when I got to the essay, although I was terrified of it, um, <laughs> when, I got into it when I got into it, I started enjoying it.
0: Well, I'm dying to read it. I mean, after reading this, um, and I'm not going to give the outcome of the novel, because that's just spoiler alert. Um, but I must say, I'm really dying to see what you how, how you take that academically, how you do look at um, the role of the artist. Um, it's something I'm intrigued by and continue to be intrigued by. So thank you very much. And I would like to read that academic paper. Barry, it is a great read. Um, and as I say, it should definitely be read with Mandla Lange's book as well, and, and possibly also um, with the bloke Modasani, just in terms of the, the beauty of the writing. Um, you're far away now. I mean, you're you, I mean, you in Syria, you're in Damascus. Are you like wishing that you could be here for some of the excitement around the book as well?
1: Well, you know, I have just returned to Damascus after spending two weeks in South Africa and mm-hmm. a very hectic- uh, Two weeks book launch road trip around the country but my term here finishes um next month it's wow. october today isn't it i finish at the end of november so i'll be back in december um, permanently so uh we'll take it up from there yeah well,
0: we look forward to inviting you into the studio to as a guest presenter for a full hour where we can talk uh, in depth about your your time now in syria but also overseeing lebanon as well so Thank you for making the time now, and Barry, have a great day.
1: Thanks, Michelle. Thanks. Thanks a lot. You have a good day, too. Yeah.
0: Barry Gilder, At Fire Hour. It is a fabulous novel. Um, really well worth the read. Takana books published in South Africa, and really interesting conversation around how we think artists um, play out in the world as well.